Welcome in Bears Nation podcast. It is Wednesday, September 28th. Welcome to your week four preview of Bears at Giants. Myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka. Kevin, hello. Hello, Jake. How are you? We didn't see you for the post-game show of the Texans, which is unfortunate. Well, maybe it's not unfortunate because I don't think you would have had a good time. I think, uh, I, think I, uh, you would, I, I was expecting a it, lot. It would have been very combative. Uh, I was a little disappointed in your and Kellen's reaction. And we'll address it. Oh, we will, I, uh, we, we will well, get uh, to, okay. to what was addressed on the post-game show, my reaction, um, which I suppose we could just do right now. Um Justin Fields just probably stinks, dude. No, this he is, probably just stinks. Gotta stop. <laughs> it's what part of Sunday's game against the Texans made you go, "Yeah, this is the dude." Which there, point to me, which this, throws exactly made you go, "Oh yeah, this is the guy." There are throws that make you think that. All right, there which ones? The one to Darnell Mooney in the middle of the field. There's the one to okay. Cole Komet where he's fitting in a tight window. All right, but. Again, like there's 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 context to okay. these things. So there's there so context. there's two of those which equal the two terrible interceptions, which for the second week in a in a row now, ball out of his hand again uh, with the with the throw to Cole Komet. That's like and, okay. and how at which point does that stop though? That, this was my point last week. Like we all we wanted to see from Justin Fields was games strung together. He's doing the he's doing that. But just with the bad stuff, like we're getting game struck together of the terrible plays. Like there is like this upcoming quarterback class in this upcoming draft is awesome. Like there are going to be a lot of really good quarterbacks. And not to mention there's going to be a guy named Lamar Jackson who's a free agent because there's zero percent chance that he's staying in Baltimore. Oh, that is no. That is the most false okay. thing. There's I've not ever a zero percent, but it's low. It's no, it it's is high. I, I would say it's much higher that he leaves. No, I disagree because the Ravens are not a stupid franchise, and to let that guy they're not a stupid the franchise, which is why they they might be the smart ones to just okay here. Thanks for the five years. Thanks for the probably two MVP awards. Now we're gonna go into this again loaded QB draft, and we'll do it again. It'll do it again, and you take a, a a chance on someone when you know you have an MVP. The Ravens pocket. famously no don't spend a ton of money. The Bears right. have a ton of money. Okay, to spend let, next we're not we're not. And they have not, the need. We're, we're not starting Mar- Lamar Jackson to the Bears rumors yet. This Why? Is not, this is not what we're doing. Why? Here. As the Bears are two and one ahead of the game against the New York Giants, Kevin, where they could be Kevin, three and one. Ken, Ken Barkley, you better you bet he ran his projection, his simulation for the rest of the season. I'll I'll let you guess where the Bears end up in the draft. Number three overall. No, close though. It is top five. I don't look simulation math 
Oh, fuck the simulation. I'm sorry. I love your kid, Barkley. Fuck the simulation. That's where I'm at. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. This is where I fuck the simulation. The simulation said the Bears will be 0-3 right now. We're 1-2. And the simulation was wrong. You, so here's where we are. You what, be- did, what did the simulation say, though? That you, for the bit, what did it say? What that the Bears get, end up with the fifth pick. Like, the Bears are going to be a bad team. The Bears are the, a bad team. The Bears will not have anything above the seventh overall pick. And I'll put... I'll <laughs> that's, what, that's what you put in the seventh? Really two picks away? Well, like, I mean... The, like, the, this game... Like, Kevin, let, let's put it this way. We can agree that the Bears are not a Super Bowl winning team this year, correct? Yeah, they're not a Super Bowl winning okay. team this they're, year. But they're, they're, they're likely... They're they're but they're likely not a playoff team. Likely like, not. You, like, but it's certainly like possible. let's say okay, they get in, in the, as the last seed in the playoffs. Yeah, and then what they get? The, they just get pistol whipped by sure. whatever the, the one seed sure. is. Sure, and I don't care. Well, the two seed because if they if they were the seventh, they'd be yes. the two. The one okay. by. Okay, don't so care. Uh, uh, by I don't by care. the Packers or like the Bucks. Sure, that that gives, Rams? you have you have Jake. You have an extremely young or the Eagles. Team. You have I don't the Eagles are a beatable team. I I mean I, we'll see what happens in that game later in December. But I'm not as scared of Jalen Hurts well, and the Eagles okay, as well, I would so, be. So here's Tom my Brady point, and Aaron Rodgers. Here's, here's my point though. With the, this was leading to another point before you derail me as you always do by well, getting I need me to angry. derail you because it it deserves to be derailed. The, here, here's the point. Here's my point. The Bears are not winning a Super Bowl this year. They're probably not even winning a playoff game. They're winning one at most. I don't even think they make the playoffs. So in that vein. Wouldn't you rather do like no. this is what the Bears do? Because then you end no. up in purgatory forever. Justin Fields is nope. probably not the guy. That's not so true. Wouldn't, you so can't like, say that could, yet. Like this you game, this game yet. coming up Sunday could have, have huge ramifications of where you end up in the draft because the Giants are probably going to be right down there with you. Yeah, so I want them to win. Like, I don't care. Like, I do not care about your draft. I, it does not matter to me. You have a young football team, right? And we said this on the post-game show last, uh, or not even, like a couple of days ago with Kellen. Like, you have a young football team. The most important thing you can do is win football games, establish a winning culture, understand what it's like to be in a winning locker room so that when you start to lose, you never want to be there again because you've established a standard of winning football. And this is what we're going to do with the Matt Eberflus regime. And once you get obsessed with winning, losing after that sucks. And you're going to work your ass off even harder to get back to that feeling of winning. The wins are the most important thing. I do not care about draft position right now. I do not care about, you know, the development of Justin Fields over wins. That's been the, the huge thereof. conversation in, you know, the Chicago media sphere is, oh, well, should you prioritize the development of Justin Fields over your team winning football games? No, you should not. Win as many football games as possible. This is what you do. This is what good teams do. This is how good teams are built. You look at teams that never rebuild, Jake. There are teams that never rebuild, Right. The, the the Baltimore Ravens never rebuild. The Patriots rarely ever rebuild. The Packers don't rebuild. And yeah, they've had quarterbacks who have been here for, for so long. But the best teams who are perennially year after year good, even when they are going through changes in their organization, they don't tank. They don't rebuild. They don't, you know, they, they still show signs of being a w- winning football team. And it's not just about being a winning football team anymore, right? Like, who knows? Matt Eberflus could be gone in three years, like you God. just don't know. You just you don't know. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't believe that to be true. I, I'm. I say I don't believe that to be true. Okay, but you you talk about this, the things that are wrong with this organization. It's like it's a fund. It, it's fundamentally wrong from an organizational standpoint, not just from a team to team standpoint. Like 
things are fundamentally wrong with the organization. I mean, that's been the, that, I mean, that's why everyone says the bears are cursed because it doesn't matter who they hire. The organization is just, you know, operated in a wrong way. Well, you can change that by winning football games, regime to regime and, you know, establishing the makings of a good organization. If you don't think that these guys are going to be here forever, you are going to have guys who will be here. You know, you will have leaders who will be here, players who will be here for five plus years. Like we hope Roquan Smith gets a contract and is here for five more years. You hope that Darna Mooney, if he improves a little bit more than what we've seen the first three weeks is here for a while. Justin Fields, right? Like you need to establish a culture and an identity that this is an organization from now on that is going to be a winning organization. And you're never going to, we're not doing this anymore. We're not recycling, we're not cycling back to rebuild. You know, we, we try it out with four years and then we rebuild again and we try it out and we rebuild. No, good organizations do not do that. The best organizations in the league stay good because they reload with talent. They find value in the draft and they have confidence in the quarterbacks. And that's the most important thing. And they find the right quarterbacks, but I still think that they have the right guy in Justin Fields. Jake, the biggest thing is this, and this is why you're right when you talk about, you know, these next games being important. I'm still not, again, he hasn't even played a full season. And to me, I know I've said it, said it so much. That's, it's an important thing to remember, Jake. It's an important thing to remember. What's also important to remember is this is it was his third game last week in a completely new system. There's truth to that as well. Is I'm not making excuses. Justin Field played like Justin Fields played like shit. Okay. I'll say it. Two, right? two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Really three has, weeks in a row. Sure. And then I wouldn't say three weeks in a row. He 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 played well in that 49ers game given the circumstances. All right. He threw the ball eleven times and he had two touchdowns. He had eight completions and two of them were touchdowns. He played well in that first game. But I, I forget where I was going with this now. Like the bottom line is there are factors that that and look, they're not excuses. These are real things. All right. But you're right. We do need to start seeing it. Like at some point, the excuses have to stop and they will stop when he produces. I think he's just so far in his head. I mean, th this is where I'm at with the whole situation. And it's it's this is not the place where you want to be. I feel like like I hate get because this was the whole oh, you thing. Well, 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 I'm just talking about the conversation turning from like a fundamental standpoint to like a mental standpoint, because sometimes like I saw myself and I'll be honest, I'll be brutally honest with you. I saw myself like sort of making that excuse with Mitch, but to an extent it was warranted. Like if you don't have confidence in yourself and Kellen said this, he plays quarterback. You're not going anywhere. If you don't have confidence, when you are taking a snap and there are four, 300 pound, 250 plus pound men running at you and you have to get the ball like this. If you're not confident in your ability and your decision-making, you're not going to be good. And right now I get this feeling that he's just not confident. He's just not confident in himself. And that is to me, like the biggest mistake that bothers me, but is fixable. Well, I mean, we argued it was fixable with Mitch too. And look what's about to happen. He's about to lose his job for the second time now to Kenny Pickett first time sure. in Pittsburgh. I'm, like, I think they're different here, players. I think here's, different here's the players. thing. Like, here's the thing. When you talk about the confidence and what are like Justin Fields up until this point has not come off to anybody, me, you, anybody you ask, like a guy that lacks confidence. Not in his media exactly. answers, not in his how he carries himself on the field. So if he's not confident, there is nothing that has I have seen that convinces me that that's fixable. If he's not confident at the moment right now, if you're in the NFL and you're not confident and the, the lack of winning rattles you, you shouldn't be in the NFL. 
Like, that's just not how it works. You're going to lose games. If losing rattles you that badly where you lose confidence in yourself and your performance starts to suffer, you shouldn't be in the NFL. You're not cut out for it. Like, uh, like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You're right. You're right. And, and here's the thing. Right. Like, I'm all for giving Justin Fields time. But at what point do we start to say, like, the Houston Texans? Really? Like, and at this point, if he's not confident in himself, then who else is supposed to be? The coaching staff? Yeah. They say, yes, hey, Justin, yes. we want you to make these yes. throws. Okay, then why aren't they asking him to throw? If, if, need, if neither the coaching staff nor the player himself are confident in himself, it's over. It's curtains. They're going to keep having you run the ball. And granted, the Bears have a the luxury of a good running game. They have Dave Montgomery, who was running all over everybody before he got hurt, and Khalil Herbert, who then ran all over everybody once he got in. They have that luxury. But it's the Texans, and you can't throw on the Texans. You can't tell me. That you're not going to ask your quarterback to throw 20 times against Lovey Smith's defense from 2005? What are we doing here? You're, like you, yes. at what point? Like if he, if they do the same thing against the Giants and they only let him throw 15 to 17 times and he throws a couple bad interceptions, I'm out. It's over. You can't, be, you can't perform against the Texans or the Giants. It's over. Like that's curtains for you, dude. Like, how are you supposed to build confidence after that if you can't play well against two of the most bottom-feeding teams in the NFL? So the part part that you mentioned earlier, which is important, is it starts with, I believe, the coaching staff having confidence in, you know, like having confidence in Justin. Like, that to me, and if they they don't— They might be warranted, though. No, they they, they're, they no, might be warranted. I, no, we they, don't. No, 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 Kevin, no, no. they know the people in that building. We no. hope God know better than we do and know how to evaluate talent better than we do. We Doesn't hope matter. God. I hope they know better than at least I do. I won't speak for your football mind, but I hope to God they're smarter than me in that building. They might. They might know better than we do. There might be a reason that he's only thrown the ball a handful of times. That's the wrong way to think, though. If you if if there is, if it is true that Luke Etsy. And Matt Eberflus and the offensive coaching staff do not have confidence in Justin Fields. They should all be fired immediately. That is the biggest crime you can commit for a young QB. You came in. Again, this was the same conversation with Mitch. You're hired. And you're hired for two reasons. You're hired to win football games. And you're hired to develop Justin Fields. That's why you're brought. That's why Luke Getzey is brought in. Like, you are hired. You have a talent well, okay. Here. Okay, you but have, you're saying you're you're hired to develop Justin Fields, but now a couple minutes ago you also said you just got to win games. The Bears just don't but, like. Eventually, there's going to come up a what, time in the season yeah. where the Bears don't have the personnel to win games. Like they just don't. Like yeah, like you said, yeah, sure they have young guys that you hope are here. So at that point, if you know you're yes, you should beat the Texans, and yes, you should beat God. I hope the Giants, but. If you don't, then you have to prioritize the development of those guys no. at the expense of some of these. You at certain points, you're not going to no, be able to never. do both. At Here's, certain points, you won't be able to do both. So if you, you got to pick one, you got to pick one because you can't talk about this changing the culture and establishing the winning culture. Quarterback is the most essential part of an NFL team. We agree on that, I believe. So if you don't think Justin Fields is there yet, and if you think you could get it there by the end of the season. You got to prioritize that. I don't care if you like go ahead, lose to the Giants this week. But if you do no, a game no, plan no, that no, helps no, no, Justin Fields no, play no, well, no, no. and then that, hey, like, yes, like, you can't do both. No, you, you can't, can't do, do both. both. You can't do both because there is a correlation between the development of Justin right. Fields and winning football games. If they believe, like, Justin Fields. So, so he's not, but he's not developed yet. That's my point. If because you're not even giving him a chance to develop. That's the problem. So like, it, there is a correlation, right? Because I promise you, Jake, the Chicago Bears are two and one. They're two and one, 
and they have the worst passing offense. It's 2022. They have the second best rushing offense in the NFL, the worst passing offense in the NFL, and they're two and one. And they didn't get blown out by the Green Bay Packers. They beat the 49ers by two scores. And they barely stuck by the Texans, but they're two and one. So if you de- if Justin Fields develops here, they give him opportunities and he succeeds, guess what that means? More wins. There's a correlation. These two things aren't independent of each other. The development of Justin Fields equals more wins. This is why I said, throw the ball 40 times with him this week. I don't care. Justin Fields is not bad at football. I'm here to tell you, Justin Fields is not bad at football. But there's a lot of different factors with this. The protection sucks, though. I don't care what you say about Sam Mustafa's pass back win rate. I said it on the you know the the episode a couple days ago. ESPN can screw off. All right, (laughs) like Sam Mustafa is not have a 100% pass back win rate. Well, well, to be fair, to be fair, you might be getting Lucas Patrick this week anyway. Exactly. If you like, Sam Mustafa was always a fill in. Like to be I, fair, yes, hundred percent. And I said this before. God bless his heart, right? Like valuable, valuable. Again, yeah. for an undrafted guy who is playing, you know, important snaps. For you, like we love Sam Mustafa for that. But is he the I'm best? Sure, he's a very pleasant man. He's a very. I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a nice guy. He's a good teammate, right? That's what they say. He's a great teammate. Like we love Sam Mustafa. But if you go back and watch, just watch Justin Fields' interceptions last week. Watch them, and on both of them, you'll see one thing. Hit as he throws or immediately after. All right. And you see those two throws that I pointed out in the beginning of the show. You said, what did he do right in that game? And I said, well, he threaded the needle to commit. He had a nice strike to Darnell Mooney. Watch both those plays. You'll see the fact that he had a clean pocket in both of them. Okay. I am not going to fully evaluate Justin Fields until I see him have pockets like just Josh Allen gets and have pockets like Patrick Mahomes gets and have pockets like Tom Brady gets. All right. There's not a single quarterback in the league that'll be putting up 300 yards passing and four touchdowns with the type of protection that he's gotten this year. It's just not true. And then you look at this, like here we are saying our uh, play action, right? Bootlegs. Let, let, this is what we're going to do this year. Right. And all I see when they do play action is the moment, He fakes the handoff to the running back and drops back. There's a defender, Jalen Petrie, in his face. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just a guy. To be fair, Petrie Petrie's probably going to be really, really good. To be fair, and and that was your that was our guy in 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 the draft process. So a little bit of credit to us for that. But like again, these like and there's there's a fine line between reasons and excuses. And right now, these are reasons. Like these are legitimate reasons why he's struggling. Like the I don't think the receiving core is a reason. I mean, they could, sure, there's 100% both. Like, again, he still is not playing good football. Like, that is a fact. But Mm -hmm. you have to remember, he probably would be playing better football if he had more clean pockets, if he was a little bit of space and play action. I don't know if you can say that with everybody. I don't know if you can say that with everybody. Most quarterbacks in the NFL. uh, Maybe. 95, like, yeah, like. I don't know, picks like Sam Darnold probably just stinks. Like, yeah, like Geno Smith probably stinks. Yeah, Geno Smith probably just stinks. Marcus Mariota stinks. It's most of these guys. Yes, that the same could be said. If you give him a clean pocket. Yeah, of course. Here's what needs to happen. Let's let's talk about this Giants game. All right. Well, let me let me ask you one more like forward thinking Justin Fields question. Okay. let's say he continue. And I know you don't believe that he will. That's fine. Put yourself in my sure. brain for a second. I'll, I'll do the, it the sports you. side because the rest of it is scary. But at what point do you get worried about Justin Fields if he continues to have games? Let's say like he did against the Texans, where there's two like for one to one for every good throw, there's a bad throw. Doesn't necessarily have to be an interception, but it's a bad throw. Or let's say for every good decision, 
there's an equally as bad one. When do you start to get worried? Is it after the Giants game? Is it after the Commanders game? Is it after, like, I'm, I'm picking out the bad teams. Is it after the Falcons game, the Jets game? Like, when, or, or does it just not happen until after the season? Do you have to see a full, like, at what point is no. Kevin Lapka? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great or, question. I feel starting to think maybe the Bears should move on. Thank you. Sorry, you kind of lag for a second. My bad if I cut you off. Um, I I'm gonna I just looked at I just looked at the schedule again. I'll, I'll say the Lions game on November 13th. Like if things are still really bad at that point. Okay, like, so, so, I, so you're I giving it roughly worried. a month and a half. Sure, and 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 I'm not look. There's a difference between worried and draft CJ Stroud at that moment. Like the, like there's a di- like there is a difference there. Like I still like wait, I've seen. Wait, wait, you said the Vikings game on what day? The Lions game on November. Oh, Lions, Lions, game, Lions game. Lions game. Lions yeah. game. Lions game. Okay. Lions game, November 13th. So that is, you know, about a month and a half. Yeah. What you said, like a month and a half away. Jeez. Can't believe November 13th is like a month yep. and a half away. That is crazy. Roughly. But again, like when we get to that point, I, I think he'll be a much better quarterback by that point. And I'll, you know, put that out for everyone to hear. But if it's still, you know, worrisome at that point, it's still for me, not, hey, Draft CJ Stroud, draft Bryce Young, trade up in the draft, get rid of Justin. No, like we've seen this before with quarterback. Like I, I know the Josh Allen situation and path of his career is, is it's really rare. Like it really it's an anomaly. is. Like it's an, it's an anomaly. anomaly. It 100% is an anomaly, but there is truth to it. Okay. I, like there is truth to it. And it's so, it's just, you know, if, if you were to give, like, I can't just be out on him before you give him a weapon like Jackson Smith and Jigba or, or give him another guy and like give and, and improve the line a little bit. And then if you get to a point where everything is correct, you know, you're in a second, you're talking about 2023. Now you're in the second year of a system. You've got maybe a couple more playmakers who you know are known for getting open. Your offensive line is good enough and he still struggles. Then, then you can have the conversations at that point about being out on him. Cause at that point, everything at that point, all bets are off at that point. If he still sucks. Yeah. You can, you can talk about, you know, a new guy in the, in the class. The, the only year, problem but. I have with that is then if that's the case in your scenario, then you have to toss out 2023 and you lose another year, which sucks. Yeah. But the, like in, but, in that scenario, you've, you've now lost two, two seasons, the first two seasons of the Ryan Poles, Matty or Fusera. Sure. But you got to like, bank. On his talent, like it, people have to remember what you told yourself when he was drafted, right? Like, don't forget it, Jake. This is the most talented, purely talented quarterback to ever walk through Hallis Hall. All right, like there is truth to that, and I just can't sit here and believe to myself I watched this guy, you know, more than anyone in Chicago Bears media. All right, I was at every like I, I've said it a million times on the show, and I sound like an asshole for saying it, but I was at every. All those Ohio State home games. The only one in the stands, all right, because it was COVID and I was doing video work. I was the only one there. I've seen this guy. I know who he is, and what we're seeing right now is not a reflection of who he is. But as we preview, do you have anything? Do you want a closing statement on this before we preview it for the Giants game? Yeah, and and this actually does segue nicely into the Giants game. Famously, Dave Gettleman and the Giants wanted Justin Herbert. Like Dave Gettleman wanted Justin Herbert. For the Giants. Yes, but they passed because they wanted to give Daniel Jones one more shot. How's that worked out for them? So it's like you here's what I'll tell you. You can't risk going to that Daniel Jones. I I I generally agree, but the situation at like you can't you can't pass on I mean, let's say you have a top five pick. 
uh, let's say you pull 49ers, you jump up a couple or something. I don't know, whatever. Let's say you're in a position to draft a CJ Stroud or even if Will Levis keeps playing well or any one of these upcoming ah, quarterbacks, there this is going to be a very strong quarterback class. There's probably going to be at least two. There's definitely going to be at least two in the top five, maybe three. Yeah. The point being that if you have a chance at one of those guys and you're there sitting with your finger uh, on the phone or on the button, what, uh, use whatever analogy you want. It's not happening. Dude. And then you would say, oh, but we should probably give Justin Fields one more shot just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like, what are the That's Giants right going to do now? The Giants, the Giants are about to waste a year because of Daniel Jones. Really, last year too. Like, if if the Giants had gotten Justin Herbert, granted, like Joe Judge was terrible and probably still doesn't go great. But imagine Justin Herbert with Brian Dable right now. Like, I don't even. I don't even know if Brian Dable is a good offensive coordinator, but that's a, a good play caller. That's a that's a different. I mean, uh, that's a so different far, conversation. So, so far, yeah. so good. But again, this whole thing, uh, and still. I said it on the show earlier. This whole thing about hiring coaches because of their rapport and my, their my point success being with quarterbacks, that you, you can't is, you can't just pass on a guy who yes, could probably who could be the guy. Yeah, yeah, he could be the guy, Jake. That's what you're saying. He could be the guy. You don't know. Like he at that point has the same exact potential but, to be but great. I, I'm as saying, Justin Fields does. You don't know. Uh, yes, if Justin 100%. if Justin Fields has uh, essentially essentially that's that's dicey. That's all I'm saying. I'm that, I mean, obviously, we disagree on this, and we can talk ourselves in circles on this. But that's all I'm saying. Like, just be aware of that situation. Like, we can only do this Justin Fields thing for so long, and we will because he's going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears for ten years. So uh, God, worry. I hope so. He will be. God, I hope so. And it starts Which, next yep. Sunday okay, was, or this Sunday. It's the New yeah. York Football Giants at MetLife in New East Rutherford, New Jersey. Let's go. Yeah, go I think ahead. they lose this game. Okay, well, we're going to – like, did you just forget the whole agenda of our show? The yeah, it's, it's, it's funnier this way, though. No, let's start with this. Uh, let's let's start with Justin Fields, but how – as it pertains to this game. No future talk, Fine. no 2023, no 2024, no 2025. This is September, October 2nd? What, what's the day yeah, of that October game? October 2nd. October 2nd. Yes, Justin sir. Fields, clean oh, slate. All right? New start, but here's what you need to say. In all seriousness, you know, oh and, my and, god, you know, I'm serious. This is real shit. What are you laughing at? How can you, how are you going to sit here and tell me Justin Fields clean slate three games into the NFL season? <laughs> what are we doing because, here? What do you mean? What are we doing here? That's the perfect mentality, and that's the correct mentality. Okay, go go. What, what do you mean? Continue your point. Continue your point. The point then we'll then we'll circle back. Point is this, all right? This guy right now is so far in his head, it's not even funny, right? And 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 we talked about this. We said, you know, Simeon Kelly, who actually I forgot to tell you that he's going to join the show next week. Um, that'll be interesting. That's but uh, you know, his posting videos of Justin running on the treadmill on the bike immediately after the game, and there, there's a part of me that loves it, right? Part of me that loves it, but at the same time, like I mean, you were you were singing those praises all off season for it. Yeah, and, and, and there's yeah that that's that's you know the Kobe Bryant Michael Jordan mentality, but the now champion last week was Michael Jordan also was not afraid to go play golf the day of the of a game six mm-hmm. of the finals and get drunk and bet thousands of dollars for the player from the team he was about to play. Like you have to at some point like loosen up, remember who you are, right? I feel like he's kind of losing touch with himself as a player, and, and that's that's the most dangerous thing you can do. Like 
remember your abilities. Like, remember how good you are at football. Like, don't be afraid to, to throw it downfield and hit the open man. And I know he says in press conferences that he's hesitant, like, or that he's not hesitant, rather. Well, no, he is. And and he is. Like, let's be honest. He's hesitant and he's not throwing. He's, he's, I think he's like the only quarterback in the NFL who hasn't attempted a ball into a tight window this year. And if you look at his numbers last year in that category, like he was top five in intended air yards per target. Like, in, in, To be fair, you did just say he made a great pass in traffic last week. Right. And I, I it, it seemed like he was in traffic, but it's hot. But how the NFL categorizes as uh, as tight window, it, it didn't meet that criteria. OK, so but the bottom line is he needs to just get some confidence and get in a rhythm. It's like, well, how does that happen? Right. Because we say these things, we say these things. And yeah, it, it sounds so easy. It sounds so easy. Like, you know what? Just tell yourself you're good at football. Just have a little bit of confidence. You know, like how hard can it be? You have total control over it. Just 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 be confident. Right? How hard is it? Well, no, it, it it is hard when you know you're you're not connecting with guys early in the game, and and that's why all I want to see in the first quarter is like short shit, bro. Like I don't even care if you go three and out three straight times, but you pass the ball nine times and he completes every single one of them, but you go three and out every single time. If you're hitting on a three yard slant route to Darna Mooney, if you're hitting on a four yard out route to Cole Komet, if you're hitting, if you're just establishing this rhythm and this connection, because Jake, that's what you see when you go back and you watch these games and you see what's wrong. There is no rhythm. There's no pace in the way he's operating the offense. And I think like at some point, and I made the analogy to other sports, right? Like in baseball, just, just, you know, just slow it down, take it to the right side. In basketball, you just got to hit a mid-range jumper from the elbow before you want to go back to shooting a bunch of threes. Like, hit the layups, reestablish your confidence, reestablish your rhythm, and then once he gets that confidence back, Jake, when Justin Fields is a confident football player, he is lethal. When he's ready to absolutely take it to the other team, he is lethal. He's not at that point, but he can get to that point in this game if all they do is have trust in him, let him throw the ball a little bit in the first quarter and establish those connections and establish you know that rhythm that he's been lacking. Do you see what I mean? Is that achievable to you, Jay? It should be, but I feel like you think it's, it's a, impossible. It's not. I don't think it's impossible, but it's just like, at what point do we, like, I agree, the passing offense needs to be better. But that being said, yeah. like from the confidence standpoint, the blocking has, for the most part, through three games at least, been better than it was last year. Would you agree with that? Yeah, you lagged out. It's been better than what? Would, would, would you agree that the pass blocking this year through three games has been better for the most part than last year's? Yes, for the most part, yes. Okay. Yes. Would you agree last that receivers really are getting more open this year than last year? Because if you look at like if you know. if you look like there's a lot of these plays, like if you look at Kevin Fishbane's all twenty two recap day, so some of those receivers Sunday, and and yes, I know the all twenty two is like a luxury that we get after the game, obviously, but like I read this article every week, like now this is the third week in a row where at least on more, a more consistent basis, receivers seem to have more separation than last year because of the route running and because the the scheme is scheming them open more consistently better than last year. I'll tell you where the difference is in that. A lot of those open plays, yeah, yeah, sure look like it. A lot of those open plays are 
you know, later developing down the field, right? Like at least two seconds after the snap. Fair, and to they're your getting, point. They're, they're getting open better. then. Right. They're getting open then, but they're not getting open in under two seconds. And that's the difference. Like they're not getting open early enough. And that's where Justin Fields needs to have success. That's where the best quarterbacks in the league are having success right now. Aaron Rodgers and Josh Allen and Tom Brady. It's it's time to snap 1.5 seconds, ball out, open receiver on a slant route. They're not getting open in that aspect. And that's why it's like, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like if, if you don't believe your pass blocking is that good, why are you designing things that are right. waiting for things to develop? Yeah, he's open at that point, but guess what? Like I don't I don't want to you can't wait that long. I don't care if Equinemia St. Brown is running streaking down the field 40 yards like three seconds later. Like, no, like give me some guy open immediately. So uh, in, in like if you were to say in general, sure, they're getting more open in general, but it's still not in a way that's helping your quarterback. Put it that way. In my opinion, sure. You know, I, I, I mean, we've been saying the word slant route on this show for like a year and a half now. So, who would have thought? Point, Not even a year and right. a half, like a long time. Just give me a slant, Come right? On. To your point, yes. And to your earlier point that we spent the first twenty minutes of this podcast arguing about, like you do have to help your quarterback at some point. And it seems like a lot of these Luke Getze, you know, routes are longer developing and based a lot on the faith in the pass blocking, which of course with a rookie left tackle and a rookie, I don't even want to, what position you want to classify Tevin Jenkins rotating offensive lineman, like, and a guy who just got a club off his hand last week, like, yeah, you're going to have some issues, but man, I mean, I, I would love, like, I, I agree with you for the most part. Like you have to help him out and like, you got to do some of these quick hitters at some point. And maybe then that does help his confidence. I don't know, but it's just like, man, some of these looks are just brutal. We'll have like him holding the ball too long. Right, right. And there is truth to that. There is truth to him holding the ball too long. But again, that goes hand in hand with the rhythm thing. So that's what I'm talking about. Right. It's like just just allow him to get the ball out of his hands immediately. Like have an option open for him to do that. Because again, in all those plays that you're watching where, oh, he's got a man open. Yeah, he's got a man open down the field. Like I don't think you're seeing him miss a lot of men open like underneath and, and, and a lot of easier routes. Like he's not – I don't think he's really missing those guys. Like it, from what I've seen – so that's the difference, all right? And then you look at the Giants' defense. So so obviously, the thing to, to consider, and it, it kind of became misconstrued once he struggled against the Texans because the case that I had made last week was, well, you also got to remember the fact that the defenses of both the 49ers and the Packers are good defenses. So the struggles against those two teams were relatively warranted given you know the fact that now the Packers have you know shut down Tom Brady. They've, they've looked good mm-hmm. relatively, aside from the game against the Vikings. And then the Niners obviously have looked really good, especially this past week against the, against the Broncos. But there's no excuse from uh, an opponent standpoint when it comes to the, with the Texans. So that argument is slightly thrown out the window. But you look at the Giants' defense, and and this is definitely a vulnerable uh, defense for sure. They're they're vulnerable yeah. from a run defense run defense standpoint, but they're they're not a bad pass defense right now. Now, as far as sure. opponent completion percentage, they're sixth best in the league, but. The thing that they're not doing is getting pressure. They only have three sacks on the year. That's 30th in the NFL. So if there was ever a game where you might have a little Leonard, bit of time. Leonard Williams also didn't if, practice today. Yes, and he's probably not going to play. Without him, Likely, they right. have nobody up front. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau, is he even still playing? I think he's he's out there. But yeah, they don't really have anyone else. Yeah, they don't have anyone else on that defensive front. And you watch that game against Dallas. Like, you know, if Cooper Rush can dice him up a little bit, like, I, I know if just with the time Justin Fields can't. So like this is a defense. Like you're you're right. Cooper like, Rush at might this be good point, too. 
<laughs> I don't I just I I don't know. But uh, yeah, it's very bizarre. No excuses. No excuse. No excuses from a yes. you know. Oh, this defense is better than you. No, this defense is not good. You should theoretically, if you scheme up the plays right and you make things possible for Justin Fields to protect well, you should light this defense up. I wouldn't say light it up. You should score enough points, it's like twenty-seven. You know, you you should be able to hang twenty plus, get into the upper twenties. You should, if you let Justin Fields throw the ball be able to have success. Obviously, the Bears through three weeks are having a lot of success with their running game, a lot of success. Dave Montgomery to Khalil Herbert basically didn't even bat an eye. Khalil Herbert won like whatever player of the week or runner of the, whatever bullshit FedEx, award that they baby. put give out. Yeah, well, stupid crap. Oh, but, come on. Love FedEx player of the week. Let's go. <laughs> Were you not excited? It, no. <laughs> Who cares? It's a made-up award. I mean, they're all made up, but you, you get my point. <laughs> Like, yes, this Giants defense is vulnerable. You can take advantage of this. Now, Jalen Johnson's still not practicing. Dave Montgomery, obviously not practicing, but we talked about this switch from running backs. Jalen Johnson, not practicing. I think you'll be okay because, like we mentioned, it's Daniel Jones. That guy's not very good. And now also you're missing Sterling Shepard, who was, what, their one, their two. He's out for the season, too. Led led the team in receiving yards. So... Like you're taking even more weapons away from a guy who needs as many as he can get. Now the giants also are a pretty good running team. Like this game could be Mm -hmm. so ugly. Like if if you just commit to the run, you have the way you have the last two weeks and you're not going to let Justin Fields throw it at all. You're putting yourself at a huge risk of losing this game because the giants have an equally good running attack. Saquon Barkley looks awesome. Looks like comeback player of the year right now. And it, that just opens you up to, okay, a one possession game and something crazy happening at the end of the game. Like you put yourself at risk. If you want to win this game handily, Justin Fields is going to have to throw and he's going to have to throw well. But like we mentioned, that defense, Thank there you. is the opportunity. So this is going to be very telling. In my eyes, this game is going to be very telling about the coaching staff's confidence in Justin Fields, where they're headed as far as their plans for him or what the rest of the season is going to look like. Because this is arguably you're going to be your best chance to let him let it rip. Because, like, say what mm-hmm. you want about the Texans. They have a couple guys that can play on their defense. Their so, secondary like, yes, I know is statistically good. Yeah, and, and I know it's Lovey Smith's defense, and it's ancient as hell, but it, it it still kind of produces, and they have good players. Like, they have – the Texans' defense is better than the Giants, and the Texans' defense was healthier than the Giants, specifically the secondary, of course. So, Probably. if you don't let Justin Fields throw – you're opening up to something crazy happening in this game. And it tells me a lot about the progression of Justin Fields and what the coaching staff thinks about him for the rest of the year. Yeah, I agree with you when you say, you know, if Justin Fields <clears throat> throws well and they give him a chance that, you know, that that's how you're going to win this game handily. And that's what you should do, right? Like th- this is your opportunity. You're two and one, right? You, you know, you believe that you're the better football team, the giants. I would, I would put them in the fraud category, if I'm being honest. I mean, week one, they sneak away with a win because the Titans miss a field goal. They win that one 21-20. They sneak past the Panthers 19-16. to And yeah, we snuck past the Texans, but still. And then they lose to Cooper Rush and the Dallas Cowboys at home. I think we can categorize the Giants as mere frauds. But this is your chance now, like, to... And, and like the timing, like the timing almost shakes out perfectly for you now, right? Because not only do you have a pretty easy schedule coming up, but like you, this is like, if this had been the bills this week, oh my God, sure. you'd be fucked because yep. you've heard everything and every, and you hear everything. And, and, you know, 
it's this is you know things need to get right things need to get better and oh you gotta go play buffalo's defense like no you get lucky that you get a chance to play a team that's very beatable you have a legitimate chance to by next monday october 3rd every single conversation we are having right now could look stupid if he goes out and throws for 300 yards and just two touchdowns i'm 100 percent serious like he has a chance to completely crush every single narrative that has been presented by media in the past week Every, he's got every single chance you, to do you it. Actually, so, did you say 300 yards? Did you say you, 300 you yards? Say? No, <laughs> yeah, right. yeah did, if he threw said, for 300, 300 yards. Buddy, yes. I'll, take, I'll take 200 right now. The way things have been going, no, but like, I'll take 200. You'll take that, but it's 200 enough to like squash every single narrative because that's what I mean. It's like I, I, I don't, want him I, to completely I don't think like shut everyone up. Re- regardless of how Justin Fields plays on Sunday – None of these narratives are getting completely squashed because you know what's going to happen is people are going to do what we are. what we've already known. Oh, it's the Giants. Oh, they stink. Okay, now can he put it together against the Vikings against an actual defense? Yeah, but it, 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 it's yeah. not. It, there's there is no realm. Even if he has the game that Mitch Trubisky had against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all those years ago, <laughs> the no, there's a realm like, if he has that even, game. Even if he has that game, nobody's saying, "Oh, okay, like now, all right, we're good, we're on board." Nobody, especially. It's Chicago media. Like it, that's just the that's just the beast of it. Like that's how it is. It's fair. There's there's total fairness to that point. I under I under I understand that part exactly. now. But like again, th- this this is your chance to to do something, right? Like, and I just want it so bad. And and look, I I think that I think you know fuck the speculation. All right, I'm going to put it on paper. I, th- I think he does it. Again, this is a player who traditionally, and we used to talk about this all the time last year because you saw it a lot last year. Game to game, he typically wouldn't struggle. Like, like if he had a bad game, and, and, and same thing play to play. Like last year when he made mistakes, he wouldn't make that mistake again. I mean, there was a couple games where he did, that Buccaneers right. game, one of them. But most times, like if he threw an, an interception, like he'd come back the next drive, not afraid to throw, come back, throw a touchdown, lead you down the field. And those were some of the most redeeming qualities about Justin Fields. And I think he's going to – like I. That's something that's just innate in Justin Fields as a person. And I don't think that's like, that's something you can't lose. Like just that vengeance and just that ability to move on, I think is still there. And he might be struggling with it a little bit, but innately like it's there. And I think this is the week where he's hurt it the most. This is the most he's struggled in his career. And he's, he's ready to go out there and shut them up. Like he is so used to being the best and I said this a couple of weeks ago, he's so used to being the best player ever since he was young that like right. he's got this desire and this hunger to to always be that. And I think he's going to return to that. And it's almost at the point, Jake, where like I just want someone to like blatantly disrespect him. Like someone just needs to like just shit on him. So he has something to play for. So he just has a little like I like and it's not I'm not saying like, oh, he should be reading tweets before the game. I'm just saying just this general thought of. I want Justin Fields to play with a vengeance. I want him to play angry. I want I I want to see the emotion like we saw. Well, I mean, the okay, Kevin, the, the problem the with that is you you got to pick one: play relaxed and play confident, or play angry, because those are two different things. Because no, I think they go hand in hand. If you're playing angry, you're hand you're hand. pressing, like you're like ah, oh, I gotta pr- I'm gonna I'm gonna prove these guys are on. I'm gonna show them, and then your play yeah, but also if too. you're confident, you're pressing too. Like those things are are no, are, we have different yeah, definitions sure. of pressing, man. If 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 you're confident, you're you're you know I'm oh I'm gonna make this throw. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna fit it into this. Right. I'm no, that that I'm I, I agree with that. But if you're angry, you're like I I gotta make this throw. Like I got I gotta do this to show. If you're confident, you're like okay I got this. If you're angry, uh, you're okay, pressing. You're like oh I, I need to do this right now to, to yeah, prove yeah. everyone else wrong. 
Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. Like, come out with a vengeance. Come out, come out with something to prove. Just, I just want to see. Come out with something to prove. You know, little baby, something to prove. Like, this is what I want to see, right? Because this, like, the dude in college, and even in a couple games last year, he's a cold blooded killer. Like when, it, yeah. like when it comes down to it, like he's a cold blooded killer, man. And you're not seeing that cold blood killer mentality right now. And I want to yeah. see that mentality on the field this week. I mean, that's why we loved him, right? Think about the reasons you loved him in the in the Steelers right. game and and from out of college it's because man he would just boom he would just nail you and and he was just putting you in a coffin with this throw in the third quarter man like i want right. to right to that the point the coaches have to help him out a little bit though too like throw throw the ball more than 15 times like <laughs> throw the ball so more you, than 15 so you're on board with that now because now you got to make a decision right like you so you want them to throw the you want them to give him the chance this week, give him the opportunity, give him the, yeah, the opportunity. Yes, to throw yes, the because this is going to be your best chance. Like the Vikings have a solid mm-hmm. defense. The Commanders, ugh, they kind of stink. But like, what if, if you're going to do the this Commanders. up and down roller coaster thing? Then like that's you're not going to do good, and that's going to suck for Justin right. Fields as well. Right. Like that that damages everything, and then you probably lose games that way too. So. Yeah, I mean, this is your best chance. I mean, the Texans game was a good chance. This is your best chance to to prove that you have faith in Justin Fields and that you think Justin Fields can be the guy. This is your best opportunity. We said, and I'm probably going to look like an idiot when they only let him throw 18 times. And they're like, oh, well, we threw more. We gave him one more opportunity to throw. Like we're playing that game like we used to play with Mitch Trubisky. Oh, throw more. Okay, we went from 15 to 17 this week. Oh, we went from 17 to 18 this week. We're doing it, guys. Oh, well, then it goes back down. Oh, well, we wanted to commit to the run in that game. Like, this is your best opportunity to show that you think Justin Fields is the guy. And and if you do, and if you let's say you ask him to throw the ball 30 times and he has a stinker of a game, fine. Then I will be like, yeah, okay, he's, he just might not be the guy. But, like, this is your best opportunity to do that now. Either way, you're going to find out one thing or the other if you just let the dude throw this week. I agree. I, I, I look. You are now. You're speaking my language, Jake. Now, now we are on the same page here. Okay. Like I still is, think he might you know, just stink, but no, he doesn't. But and, and this is the thing to remember as well. Like if you if you look at his yards per completion, all right, he's 16th in the NFL, 10.2. So everyone wants to talk about like that's the stat that I'm going to look at a little bit more than you. you ju- get or maybe yards by per that. Is probably the better stat, you, but like you, you get padded you get by padded that. By what? Play- plays like the Dante Pettis play. I mean, why? Because that was just, a, that was a, like, but the like thing, that was a like, bomb, but like you've only let him throw 40 times. So, right, right. There, so it's inflated to that extent, but at the same time, right. like, yeah, like maybe it's the better metric because he's like, you have to take like people, because I say this to the people who are like, oh, he doesn't have 300 passing yards on the year. And that's all you want to talk about is, oh, he only, he doesn't have, you know, the total stats. That's why, like, per game is always a better stat, in my opinion, because, like, you just you just don't, like, again, the first game they played in the monsoon. Like, I don't want to hear none of this shit about totals. Like, get out of here with your totals, all right? He threw the ball, like, eight to- 11 times in that game. He threw the ball 17 times against the the uh, the Texans. Like, give him the chance. He's going to, if he threw the ball 30 times in that last game, he would have had at least 200 yards, all right? He would have had 200. It wouldn't have been 100. All right, he probably would add more than that too. And here's the thing, Jake. He ain't getting no help from his receivers when it comes to them getting yards for him. And by that I mean yards after the catch. And drops I mean, too. Like 
There's nothing. There's nothing. And like, oh, I he he throws a strike to Darna Mooney, you know, and this isn't his fault, not all the time, but like, oh, he's tackled immediately. Like Tua Tugavailoa leads the lead, or is I think he either leads it or is second right now in passing yards because he just throws the ball and t- Tyreek Hill takes it an extra 40 yards for him. And guess yep. what? That's 40 yards for him. Like either he's getting no help in those areas. Like almost all of his yards are like air are just the air yards. There's nothing after the catch. Like we need to see that. And man, they hopefully get a boost. If Valus Jones Jr. Comes back this week. Cause he is the King on this offense, at least of yards after the catch. Yeah. All, but also to that point, like, with the like you're not going to get those like air yards like because those require like those two attack of Aloha and Tyreek Hill plays those come from the longer developing plays that we're saying okay you kind of have to eschew those for a little bit so that you can get these quick hitting consistent you know build of one step at a time type of throw so it's like you're probably not going to get those big yardage chunk plays if you're just trying to build Justin Fields confidence right now like at, at the moment no, but, you can. That- see, see, but you can Right, you can like, because but the like, but like, like that's a chunk play that's only five air yards. You know, but you're but you're more likely to get those big like crazy plays on you know the longer developing ones right. where the receivers have time to run around. That's generally where you're going to get those. Right. So it's like, I mean, I, I would love to see both on Sunday. Would love would love to see both. But if you had to pick one, like you just you have to determine what you're valuing more, like the completions and the consistency. Or the big yards. Yes. So it's like you, you got to pick in that regard. Well, the thing is, honestly, if you look at it, they're like fifth in the league in explosive plays because they had 18 explosive running plays. So if you just right. rely on your running game to get the explosive plays and just allow to move the ball with your passing game and then mix in the explosive runs, like that is a fine way to operate offensively. Like that's what the Ravens are pretty much doing. I mean, they're, they're obviously yeah. having way more success passing, but yeah. like they get a lot of their explosive plays from Lamar Jackson just running the ball. And like, sure. That's look, I I, I just because the formula obviously right now it, it might win you football games for a period of time, but the moment you see Josh Allen across from you, and the moment you see you know some uh, Aaron Rodgers again across from you, the whole running for two hundred fifty yards each game ain't gonna work. It's twenty twenty two. Like I at some right, point, exactly. it's funny because all the all the people in this city, all they want is running the football, and here we're giving it to them, and now we're pissed. But like I never yeah. wanted that personally. This is. <laughs> 2022 let's move on but famous really quick you did say that real quick talk about Bayless jones jr um the boost you get from him is not is limited yep and i'm hoping and i'm going to evaluate this game as if he is playing okay okay i am under the assumption that he is going to play he's just said it's the best he's ever felt he's never dealt with a hamstring injury before but today uh wednesday september 28th was his best day as far as uh you know how how the quad felt or sorry quad hamstring Felt Jalen Johnson dealing with the quad. The most value you get from Bayless Jones Jr. is not from the offense, but it's from the kick return game because you look at their starting field position and they did not start a single drive last week aside from the last one that that started at the Houston 12 after the Roquan interception. They did not start a single drive past the 25. All right. And if you remember, their best game in the preseason in that Cleveland game and even in that Seattle game a lot of their drives starting past the 30, past the 40. Mm-hmm. The special teams is not doing them any favors. And credit to the Texans and credit to the Packers and Pat O'Donnell that night for just pinning the Bears back deep and giving them shit field possession. Like, that's a credit to the other team's special teams as well. But how are you going to expect your 
Like if you have to go 80, 85, 90 yards every single drive, yeah, it's going to be hard. Like it, it's not going to be easy if you were getting if you were getting the ball uh, compared to as if you were getting the ball at the forty or the thirty five or the fifty. Like then you're only like, oh, I only got to go thirty yards and we're in field goal range. Like man, yeah. So I no, I where you get the boost. I agree with you. I mean, obviously, who knows? A hamstring injuries are finicky and who knows you know how effective he'll be but yeah i mean obviously this is i mean we talked about it at nauseum like this is the guy you spent your first offensive pick on in the draft so you hope he can be something but yeah all right let's get into bold predictions as we near the end of this episode kevin what is your bold justin fields prediction i gotta go with justin in this game um i think this is a breakout for him i would be supremely shocked if he struggles in this game I think he throws for 250 yards and two touchdowns and adds about 40 on the ground. And I don't know what he's going to do, but he's going to do something after the game to like, maybe he's going to, you know, do, do something like this, like, shh, you know, to the New quiet everybody crowd? like uh, to the giants. Well, crowd? sure. Yeah. Why what would we do it to the Chicago crowd? I mean, I don't think, no, but I feel like that have more juice at like, you know, a division game. I don't know. Yeah, the Giants. Sure, is I, like, you, you know, do that to the Giants. Why, why, why are you shitting on my my moment, Jake? You're shitting on my bold prediction, my my Justin Fields moment. No, the I mean, moment right. your prediction <laughs> itself is fine. The shushing is the part I have the qualm with. Uh, no, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, Justin Fields is going to have a game. Book it. My uh, bold prediction is that Kyler Gordon gets his first career interception against Daniel Jones, who just is very careless with the ball and famously over his career turns the ball over a bunch. And if Jalen Johnson's not going to play, that's going to put Kyler Gordon in more of a primary position. So Kyler Gordon gets his first career interception is my bold prediction. I like it. I like it. I think I had him getting it week one. It didn't happen. He struggled a little bit. So that would be a big boost for him if he were able to put his hands on the ball against Daniel Jones. All right, you know, you said you already teased in the beginning. You opened the whole <laughs> show by saying your prediction in the first two minutes or first first two minutes of this yeah, segment. Was... Let's do predictions. Bears, Giants. And let, let it be, you know, we had to, before we do it, I had 3 on the year. So if you want to, if you want to take anyone's word, you should take mine. That's fair. two and one. He's still got a winning, he's still got a winning record as a predictor. He's two and one, but he's picked against the Bears. <laughs> Hey, oh, if I'm wrong, these times that I pick against the Bears and I'm wrong, I'll happily take that. So, like, that's true. It's it, it works out for me either way. Um, you're at their place; they have the better coach thus far, and they're just playing. I don't know better. if that's like, true at all. Like, I I don't to know this if point. That's true to this point, Brian no, Dable has. I'm coached not even giving to at this point. Matty Rufus has been the better coach. That I'll I would accept even, but not better. Regardless, regardless at their place, I believe they have the better coach. I think this is like, to this point, I have no reason to believe that the Bears are going to throw a lot and try to put this game away early. So I have a feeling that they're just going to try and trade running games. And, you know, Cleo Herbert's been great, but Saquon Barkley's the better runner. I think this is just going to be such a puke, ugly game. I think the Bears lose this game. Bears lose, just to be clear. Like, 17 14 this game is gonna be so ugly it's it's what's the over under at can you check real quick uh it's, it's probably it's, it's probably i think low. it's the lowest total of the week i'm i'm like almost guaranteed i would not be surprised i think it's like 39 something it's I think really right. low i but think it's 39 
with that being said, the Chicago Bears, they are not losing this. 39 and a half. Chicago Bears are not losing this game. All right. I'm 3 0 on the year. Clearly, I'm right about every single thing that has ever come out of my mouth, including mm. my take about Justin Fields. And, and, and you know, yes, Jake can attest famously. to this. Jake, Jake can attest to this. You know, I've, I've been right a lot and he's been wrong a lot, and that's okay. That's uh, it's just, it's just the, way it goes. the way the news goes. Yep. <laughs> we're, we're, we're even on right wrongs in the four year history. Do you have a point that you're getting to at some point here? Yeah, let's get to it. Chicago Bears are winning this game 24 to 13. They're going to win this game and cover the spread easily. They're actually underdogs right now. So, yes, yeah. they're obviously going to cover the spread. But take the Bears minus five on the alternate spread. Win yourself a little bit of money. I don't think it's going to be close. I think they're the better coach team. I think they're the more talented team. They're the team that makes less mistakes. The New York Giants are 30th in the league in penalties. They're going to get, be penalized more. They're going to you know, cost them drives due to that. We know Daniel Jones is careless with the football. And the Chicago Bears, especially – you know, in the past couple of games, or just this whole year, rather, have had a knack for the football comparatively to last year. Eddie Jackson is back, continuing the streak of winning when he gets an interception. It's really quite an incredible feat that we should talk about next week, and hopefully he gets another one this week. The Bears are going to win this game handily. I truly believe that 24-13. I don't care if they're going to MetLife. That doesn't mean anything to me. Home field advantage is non-existent for that team. Uh, the Cowboys proved that last week. This is a win for the Chicago Bears. This is the moment where Justin Fields shows out, breaks out, shows that he's not going to continue to struggle. He is going to do whatever it takes to be the great quarterback that he knows he can be. He's going to light up the defense. And at this time, in five day, four days, or five days, it'll be Monday, at 8.03, at the end of our Monday postgame show, in my studio, in our studio, mm-hmm. you will have much different thoughts about Justin Fields as the quarterback of the Chicago Bears franchise. And that's what I'll end with. If you uh, believe Kevin and you believe that the Bears will win this game by at least a touchdown, that would pay you three to one on your bet of an alternate spread of six and a half. How much did pay you? Three to, three to one. Better than three to one, actually. Light work. I bet it then. Bet it. I will bet it then. I will okay. 100% bet it. All right. I'll put $10 on it. I swear to you. All right. Well, per usual, we disagreed on a lot of things. Justin Fields, this game, the coaching staff, Justin Fields, and Justin Fields some more. But that's why this podcast is so great. That's why you watch this show, because you're going to get both sides of the coin, boys and girls. That's what we do for you here. We go back and forth, do all the viewpoints. And we yell each other for why the other is wrong. It's great. That's why you should continue listening to the show and supporting us. Because not only do we give you good analysis of what's happening on the field, we entertain you. And we are nothing if not entertainers at the end of the day as well. So for everyone that did listen and watch live today, we appreciate all of you. You guys are the best. You guys continue to support and we love you for it. This has been Bears Nation Podcast. Come back on Monday for the recap and we'll see who was right and who was wrong and i'm sure we're going to argue about justin Fields some more but until next time as always bear down